This is Ron Cooks, managing partner with All City Real Estate. You should listen to Breaking Business Barriers with Brandon, Joseph, and Brent. Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, where we believe that choosing to go all in is the only way to create true freedom in your business and life. Now join your hosts, Brent Duhame, Dr. Joseph Kay, and Brandon Straza, as they talk to industry leaders, veteran CEOs, and cutting-edge entrepreneurs about the tough decisions they made on their way to success. This is Breaking Business Barriers. Ron, tell tell the viewers out there, where can they find you if they want to find you on social media? Well, I'm on Facebook. You can find me at Ron Cooks Connects, Ron Cooks, C-O-O-K-S, Connects. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn at Ronald.Cooks, uh, and Twitter, Ron Cooks one uh, is where you can reach me. And your favorite yes. platform out of all the platforms? Is Facebook is my favorite. So Face- that's Facebook's my go-to. Your jam. Yeah, that's my go-to. Let's dive right into it. Like what value we can bring to the people out there, people that might be thinking about becoming a realtor and just people that uh, are looking uh, to become entrepreneurs. Because at the end of the day, you are an entrepreneur. I would. That's That's how I view you. So Give me the ugly truths why everybody feels they can be a realtor out there. Well, you know, the, the thing about uh, an agent, when you see a, a good agent out there, it looks easy. Well, it's only looking easy because that agent does all of the hard work up front. Do the TV shows make it look glamorous? Oh, and, and that and the Zillow estimates and everything else that uh, people see online and TV really gives a, a false sense of how easy or how difficult this business actually can be. So uh, I don't subscribe to it. I watch them, but as far as that's concerned, it's like me watching uh, a war movie. I look at it and goes, that doesn't really happen. That, that's not how it really goes. And why you say that, you're, you're a veteran. Yeah, I'm a veteran, and, and let me be clear, I am not, uh, I wasn't a trigger puller as it was. I was a logistician, but yet, even in that, um, and knowing the pearls. So I wasn't in the thick of things, so we provided the beans and bullets uh, to the guys up front. Do you have any fun, whimsical stories from your days in the military by any chance? Um, yeah, so... <laughs> oh, bring it on. Man. Yeah, bring yeah. On. So um, we this was uh, actually in uh, Operation Desert Storm, Desert Shield. Uh, and uh, we are going, and that war happened so quickly by um, 36 hours, we were where we were supposed to be in three months. So it advanced that quickly. I mean, the whole war was 100 hours uh, from soup to nuts. Um, as far as the ground portion of it was concerned, of course, the air campaign uh, started a lot sooner. So what that ended up happening was... Um, the combat troops barreled through. They didn't have time to stop for those smaller squads that's still taking pop shots at this very soft target coming by. So, you know, my buddy and I that is that sitting in this truck, we didn't leave the truck. So the suits that we were wearing was called mop suits. They're, they're uh, charcoal suits that stops all of the um, chemicals uh, from coming at us. Well, they serve two purposes, we found out. And one of the two is obviously to help filter out those bad chemicals that we can get hit with. The second thing is 
it stops the smell from us <laughs> leaving into the cab. So, as I said, we are still rolling and, and we're eating and rolling and no time to stop and, and clean up. But uh, we found out very quickly that those suits were good for only three days. <laughs> because <laughs> after the third day, my driver and I, we're, we're going and um, uh, we, you want to roll with the windows up, but there was no way that we could have survived in, in that thing with those suits deteriorating like it was because the charcoal just wasn't holding up like it was supposed to and, and or that it did in the beginning. So, you know, we're, we're steaming past this thing and, you know, we're kind of smelling each other. So, you know, uh, by the end of that, uh, we were very good friends because we've learned things about each other nobody else has. This story was brought to you by the future founders of Febreze. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, BD. So the average temperature, i got to ask you, was like... Uh, 125, 120, well, 125. So three days and these things are like melting off you? Yeah, so they're sticking to us. It's um, it's nasty. It's not comfortable at all. And of course, we have to wear all of that gear just in case. You know, I I didn't have the luxury to put it in the back of the pickup and then uh, put it on when we seen uh, puffs of smoke ahead of us. We had to have it on, and our protective mask is right by our side. So uh, it was tough. Uh, it was so hot that you can actually feel the uh, the lip balm bubbling on your mouth. Let's uh, let's get back to everybody and their mother's a realtor. Mm -hmm. um, the average realtor sells what one property a year? Um, National Association of Realtors, and forgive me if I got these facts wrong, but across the nation, it's about six houses a year on average. Okay, um, that realtors sell. Um, and you can't make a living. Not at all. Now, it depends on where you are. If you're in Beverly Hills and you sell one, maybe you can buy you a you know, one-bedroom one studio apartment and it'll hold you for a couple of months. But typically, no, six hours a year is, is definitely not a way to do it without having additional income. Why did you choose the profession of being a realtor? Yeah, actually, I'm, a, I'm curious. You were in the military. Did you, did you have any real estate experience pre not so at all you left them you separated from the military at some right point, right and at that point you be, you decided to go into real estate yeah so okay. uh leaving the real estate i was a i'm a retired warrant officer with the military and i was a logistician so i was in charge of repair parts coming in and out of theater and when we were back in garrison you know just the flow of the maintenance and their units so i, sure. I kind of kept my eye on all of that so i was used to taking a lot of moving pieces, organizing them, and then redistributing them. Well, real estate kind of fell into that same flow for me. Yeah. Uh, or what I found later. I didn't actually get into it because of that. I got into it because I was selling my house as a FISBO for sale by owner. And my wife said, um, the sign's out in the yard. Suppose somebody wants to buy it. What's next? I don't know. So I took one class, a contracts class, just so that I know what the paperwork is that's involved with it. And I ended up liking it. So after that class, I took another. And this is as I was transitioning out in the military. And it just turned out that real estate was a great fit for me okay. because there's no two days alike, right. no two clients alike. And, and I kind of like that challenge of a different challenge every day so I can take my organizational skills and apply it. Okay, so cool. that, that's why it's a yeah, good fit for me. Awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. You love your job. You just tell. 
I, I, I do. I do. Um, uh, to the dismay of my wife sometimes, um, because on vacation or wherever I'm at, it, she's just gotten used to the fact that my phone is in my hand and I'm trying to take care of business. Yeah. But it is because of this business we're on vacation. So, right. so she understands that I just have to try to strike that balance myself. Yeah. Let me ask you, at the point in your journey right now, do you feel that you're an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur in transition? I'm always in transition. Um, I'm a kid in the candy store when it comes to business. So I, um, when, I, when I see things that's shiny and new, I kind of gravitate towards it. So it's hard for me to stay grounded in what, what my original mission was. So what I'll do is I'll just tweak my aiming point and, and find it. But I'm always moving forward with that, though, for sure. That's, a, that's yeah. amazing. You know, we've done a lot of these. That's the first time that we've ever heard someone in constantly yeah. in transition. So that's, uh, you know, yeah. as we continue to learn, that's a great way yeah. to look at things. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I, that is, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm going to actually have to listen to that a couple of times and really wrap my head around what you just said, because I believe I'm an entrepreneur in transition. Mm -hmm. But the way that you framed it. Uh, yeah. And, and I wish I, I'll grow up one day and actually find <laughs> what it is but uh i i'm kind of happy on this on this journey you know I'm, I'm almost afraid of the destination because you know now what tell us what you do differently not from i'm a realtor and i'm going to go sell your house but from an entrepreneur in transition what do you do differently in real estate or in business in general well um and this is recent recent as in uh, a year ago i I realized that a good portion of my business was uh, referral based and you know I'm now selling to a client's um, daughter or son uh, family so as of a year ago I, I figured now I, I want to develop relationships you know we we start out with uh, first they're a prospect um, then they're a customer then they're a client you know, and then yeah. you close the deal. But then I wanted to add the other one and, and create a friendship now because I actually like doing business with my friends. It's just a lot easier. And, you know, it's it's a give and take. I'm not selling anymore. I'm actually helping a friend out. Mm -hmm. So I try to elevate all of my relationships and business to that friend platform so that I can actually do a better job for them because, you know, I do better for my friends than somebody that I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, let's go back to, because that, that whole idea of transition, I think, is really interesting, because you had a, a transition from the military to the real estate mm -hmm. world, and you've been in the real estate world in Colleen for quite some time. Yeah, 11 years. And yeah. I know um, you talk about the value of being, you have to borrow a military phrase, boots on the ground mm -hmm. in the community, knowing the community, the ins and outs of it. But recently, and correct me if I'm wrong, you've kind of made another transition from being like a solo outfit to being a much larger outfit. Yeah, so um, right now, and and please, and I say this humbly, I have 53 people that I am working with that they are not working for me. So it's not a brokerage, it's more of a cooperative uh, amongst us and how we share and the expenses and what's going on. Um, I'm, I'm an avid reader, so I like to share my experience with my agents that I just found out this gold nugget and I want to share that. And, and I'm a teacher and trainer uh, by nature. So 
this transition and, and, and those folks coming on board, I, I just want to share that right. information with them and, and get it out. And that has drawn a lot of people into me uh, because I honestly want to see them do good. Well, I, 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 have, I, I will ask them all, but I have so many questions about this. And, and the first that comes off the top of my mind is that your experience in the military as a logistics person must have had immediate dividends being paid when you were trying to organize 50-some people, oh, right? I, I mean, like I, absolutely. Natural fit. And coincidentally enough, um, my last deployment was in Iraq, and the section that I oversaw was 53. Oh, really? uh, 53 funny. soldiers in that section. How's that uh, work out? Yeah, uh, yeah it is. Um, but thankfully... Two cards and a joker, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, but thankfully, I, and I... I think we're going to be about 60 agents in about 45 days, wow. so we're, we, have, we have more coming. So I'm not going to hold to that 53 number. What I found and what I've seen or noticed that is that a lot of industries are going to a subscription-based type of service. Definitely. So um, when I seen these guys from all city again the broker model has the flat rate broker model has been around a long time however the typical flat rate broker that agent is on out on their own they're not doing um collective business with a group you know typically you know uh, i'm by myself but it works better for me because i don't have to pay these expensive fees and i'm accustomed to working by myself anyway well what i did was i attempt to insert that model uh, all over an existing model. So the flat rate broker and the, um, the subscription was already there. What I did was took that broker feel and added it to a model that already existed. So I didn't have to create much. All right, so the structure was already there. What I had to do was figure out how can I provide more benefit to folks while still paying a 150. A month because that's all they pay is 150 a month and then I have a hundred dollar tech fee um, that I can uh, that I also charge if you want the website um, lead service and, and CRM. So 250 a month in and out. 250 in and drive. Wow okay. so you took an old an old family recipe and just kind of redesigned it. That, and, that, and it that's it and that's it your... yeah and, and, it, and it's working well uh, for a lot of folks. Um, again you know uh, a flat rate broker before, if I hung my license with you, for example, and, and I messed up or I stepped on, I had too many questions to handle, I'm going to drop you because it's not worth it for me uh, to take this flat fee and be done with it. It's not worth it. You, you're taking too much of my time. I found a way to do that because I'm still in production. All right. Okay. I, you know. Boots uh, on the ground. That's uh, you. Got it. I, and I'm still tending to my, my clients and, and whatever. So I still have to work and do it. And because of that, that's the trade-off. So they they understand, my agents said, all right, Ron set aside time to do his prospecting and his calling of his previous clients. We can't bother Ron this time. However, these are the times Ron left open, so I know I can call on him, and I know he'll be in the office. So they respect your time. Yes. They, they realize that it's valuable, and they know why, why you're growing so fast. So right. 2 to 52 yeah, in less than 12 months. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people can say that. But let's go to that, that time in your business career where you had to sit there, and you had that fork in the road, and you had that 
you know, that what if moment. Tell us about that. I, I think I'm, I'm there now. Um, again, I'm, I'm in production um, because, you know, I don't want to eat beanie weenies. You know, I'm, I'm blessed with a, a military retirement. You know, I served 25 years. So, you know, the government kind of takes care of me of that, and, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, but it's, I, I can't go vacation with that, you know, with just that paycheck. And, and I, and I want to enjoy life because I've developed a certain level of living that I want to continue enjoying. So I have to stay in production. Well, that fork in the road now is that there's a, there's a small chasm that's developing because as I bring on more agents, they're going to take more time from me, which means that's going to move me more away from production. So now the question for me is, and I'm, I'm grappling over that, um, at what point do I kind of back off production and then see how many more agents I can help bring them on and then, you know, make money now off that subscription base or more money off the subscription base than that of production? Tell us what's going through your mind right well, now. Well, um, there's going to have to be a leap of faith at some point. So there's going to have to be a time where there's going to be that small gap you know, you mentioned it before when we talked about um, the, the podcast, when you have to, if you change a couple of things, you're almost going to have to start from the beginning yeah. and then build up again. Well, that's about where I'm at or where I'm heading, where I'm going to have to stop, reset, and put my focus on now recruitment and agent care more than what I'm doing now. Because I'm doing it now, and I, and I don't want to say it's a cursory approach because I'm actually giving them time and I'm training them. And, and doing all I can for them, but I still have buyers and I still have listings that I have to tend to. Um, but there's some point where when I get to 75, 80 agents, I can't go and do that and then serve two masters uh, faithfully. Something's gonna have to give in one of the two. So that's, that's the crossroad I'm at now. And I, I think it's gonna be a natural, um, transition for me because as people come on it's going to force my hand anyway yeah. but whether or not I focus on that is where um, I'm grappling and whether or not I'll just stop really focus on it and build uh, the team versus just stay in production and then build that side of my house it's tough I, I think the, the question I've always asked people on every podcast is um, when they came to a fork in the road, did they make that decision with their head or their heart? It's my heart. It's your heart. Okay. Uh, it, it's my heart for sure because um, the the numbers don't play out with my plan right, right, right now. The numbers plays out with me staying in production, really pushing that piece of it because, you know, I'm, I'm not hitting the home run with the small fee because, you know, I'm a right. part of a corporation, so they have their – fee or their split so it's not like I'm getting every penny of that uh, coming in and I have expenses that I have to take care of so it's not a lot of money in the beginning I'm not there yet where I can really kick back and then make up for it so um, it doesn't make sense mathematically that I would do something like that so or even think about it now so I don't know anything specifically about what you can and can't do in your model the fees of 150 plus another hundred and hundred dollars for tech so 250 a month yeah. sounds dirt cheap does could couldn't you just sit there and say it's 250 plus 75 if you want the tech part of it so I mean the, can you bump that up a little bit yeah and and I don't want to 
Okay. So, so my my promise or my aim was not to nickel and dime you to death. Yep. Currently, all city um, corporate has 500 agents. Not everybody took the um, 250 package. Some of them are just 150 and they're doing their own thing. But it averages out to be about $200 per agent across the board. So you do the math: mm -hmm. 500 times the times the $200 a month every month. Right you know, is a good living, for sure. So if I am going to make money, it's going to be adding on to a different model that they have a choice on. In other words, uh, if I develop a call center, for example, and I run leads through the call center, and now I'll offer you a lead for a referral. So if anything, I'm going to offer you an option that you can take, but I always want them to, to maintain that base of that 250 and then we'll run with something else if you want that option to take. All right, you, you took it there, maybe unintentionally, but lead gen, mm -hmm. call center, Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. YouTube. Yeah. I, I say that with an exclamation point, but are, are, are you dabbling in that area? Are you finding success in that area? Because a lot of people are out there and they're constantly changing the numbers. So tell me. Uh, YouTube is where I want to go because, uh, as I told, My man. as I told Brent, um, the, and, and doing the podcast and everything else, it is hard. It's yeah. hard. And because it's hard, a lot of people aren't doing it. Mm -hmm. And because a lot of people aren't doing it, that's exactly why I want to do it. Um, but I have to do my homework on it because every time I attempt to start my, my YouTube venture, I, I have quite a video, a, a number of videos up, but didn't try to move into monetization yet. I'm just putting out content right. at this point. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what to do with everything that I'm doing yet. Um, you started. That's the key. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm yeah. happy with that uh, because let me tell you, uh, when I first put up my first video, it was traumatic for me. Yeah. You know, now, as I tell agents, you know, I'll shoot a video. I don't even look at it. I'll post it. Right. I won't even go back and critique it. I'll just post it. This is what my thoughts are at the moment. Here, world, you know, you love me for me without a camera. So right. here's my camera just in between you and I. Just take it. Well, I've you know. seen a lot of your stuff on Facebook. And it's always been real solid. But even more than that, it's always been real natural and genuine. And I think that, I think you're right I, I know that if you just put it out there, and it's it's from the heart. Uh, it works, you yeah. know. And and the the most important step is just doing it. Yeah. You know yeah. Uh, that trumps everything else because yeah. you can't. Some people get trapped. What are they paralyzed by perfection? That's what they call it. Yeah. Paralysis by analysis. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. There's a bunch of yeah. different ways you can say it, but um, uh, you've had the good fortune, I think, of. of doing it quickly and also doing it well. Yeah, and I tell you, and that's a credit. You know, you mentioned me bringing Stefan, which is my business partner, into a new industry and into a new realm. He is the one that put that life back into me for this business because uh, when he came on board with me, I was in it for about eight years at that point, burnt out. Yeah. And I was that single agent again. It was just me, and I was just trying to, to do it until... I got my tribe together, or my community. That's a mm -hmm. Seth so, Golden reference. Yeah. Um, so once I started to build that, then um, you know it, it's now fun, and I'm finding that I'm making more money 
than I was when right. I was just trying to hustle and grind for it. And I'm having a blast right now. Yeah, so. And he brings along a really valuable and unique skill set. Oh, absolutely. That's relevant to what you're doing now. Absolutely. Uh, and it's another transition. It, it's funny because they all, it keeps coming back to transitions. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, in a real positive way. Yeah. If you don't, you know, if you don't change, then where are you? Yeah. Yeah. So we love your leadership style. And it's just as you listen, I mean, it just is no doubt Thank that you. You, you love your folks. Is there a book that you recently read that uh, that stands out? Wow. Or maybe maybe a mentor that just uh, that you would fall, you know, you'd fall on swords for at any point in time? Sure. So um, my reading, I'm, I'm like I say, I put away a couple of books a month. And yes, I count audio books as reading a book. Oh, okay. well, um, we all do now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Especially the eyesight. Thing, yeah. Though. Yeah. So Simon Sinek, um, uh, if any of his stuff, but uh, what is your why? Um, that one resonated with me so strongly. And then recently is Seth Godin, and I can't take enough of his stuff in. Mm -hmm. He is like a marketing savant. And his thing isn't business, business, business. Um, he has a mantra of, of only working with the people that wants to work and, and like you and working to the smallest audience that'll get you what you want instead of appealing to the masses. Mm -hmm. So rather than um, trying to get 100,000 customers, if, if 1,000 customers will, will benefit you and your family and keep you happy, stay and focus in on that 1,000 and give them what they want, and you'll have a very productive uh, business. Back to that fork in the road. If, if you want to create a business, a, re a real entrepreneur, a real business is one that you can step away from and it c continues to run mm -hmm. itself. Uh, I'd sit there and say you, you've got to get it to where you're the leader of the pack and it makes sense. And, and the sales that are coming in from you, you're, you're distributing them out. I'd sit there and say you got to continue to be that leader. It'll yeah. work out. Yeah, and, and it does work for me. And, and I, I tell you, I'm, I'm just fortunate to have uh, my business partner slash my nephew. Uh, nepotism runs deep. <laughs> um, but it just works for me and because uh, trust is huge in business, as you know. Right you know, so I would take trust over the bottom line any day because without trust, you're always worried about whether or not that is the true bottom line because yeah. you don't know who's pulling the strings. So with him, I don't worry about that at all. Uh, and I am trying to groom him uh, to take the number one position. Mm -hmm. uh, but he is as humble and he wants to keep me up front. So we're both fighting for that second position. <laughs> Uh, in the business, but I really want to, um, you know, pass the torch on to him and allow him to take this thing. And, and I don't know, you know, I'm speaking for him if, I, if I'm assuming that this is his dreams quest. This is mine, and I understand that, and, and uh, I'm prepared for him to tell me in three, four years, hey, I'm going another direction. I'm prepared for that. I hope not, right. but I'm prepared for that. So just having somebody in that place where I can just let it go it works do you ever worry about what others are going to think of you when you make that decision i did for a long time yeah it's a but i i did but um and i can't remember where i got it from uh i just stopped one i lowered my expectations one with my agent so if i invite 
100 people and five show up, my expectation was that nobody was going to show up when I invited them. Mm. For my own sense of worth, it just helped me out tremendously mm-hmm. um, when I did that. But as, as far as what people think about me anymore, I just don't care. Listen, I know I don't look like Denzel Washington or Tay Diggs or, or any other. He's got hair. I got it. But I know that. Um, that would have stopped me a couple of years ago from doing one video because I'm worried about it. But I was like, wait a minute, I got a wife. Now, unless my wife is crazy, and unless all of my very good friends are crazy, (laughs) then there's something about this that's okay and that can be digested without, you know, throwing up. So when I did that, I was like, well, if they don't care and they can accept me as this, then I need to do that for myself. And I don't care now what people say about me because this... There's a bullseye on my back now because um, a lot of agents are now migrating uh, towards us because of the model, mm-hmm. not because of me, because of the model. So I know it's there. Don't, don't hold yourself short. The model can look beautiful, but at the end of the day, if the person that is steering that ship is incompetent, insincere, Fair enough. then they're, they're not going to still come. So they are not only coming for the model, but they're also coming. Yeah, I received don't don't that. sell yourself short. Thank you. I appreciate that. You could pass some advice on to a 16, 17, 18-year-old or maybe a college kid. Um, some advice. What would that be? Yeah. So um, I'm going to give that uh, the same advice I give to brand new agents is uh, persistent consistence. And uh, I got that from my buddy uh, Nate Skidell out of uh, All City. Um, it's, it's doing that mind-numbing work over and over again that people want to give up on immediately because it's not sexy, it's not flashy. Mm-hmm. That is where the work comes from. It's, it's that grind that you're doing every day. You know, Will Smith has a quote, you know, what am I going to do today to add another brick to the building of my mm-hmm. dreams? So I carry that that quote with me all the time. But I tell my agents, listen, sit down every day and do the same thing. Two Facebook posts. Uh, one YouTube uh, uh, vlog, um, write in your blog, um, send out uh, one tweet. But, uh, and it may not sound like a lot in that one sitting, and you may only work 45 minutes to an hour. But if you combine that or compound that over the year, yeah. you know, you got over 300 posts, right. you know, and the next guy in line may have 30. But yeah. it's because you did this small, uh, consistent work every day is what does it. So whatever you decide to do in life, just sit and pledge to yourself that you're going to do that not mind-numbing work, if you will, every day. It's like doing uh, push-ups. Yeah, you know, exactly you, that. You, you're not going to go do a bunch of push-ups on a Tuesday and then wake up the next morning and... Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you just got to keep doing them, and eventually... It builds over time. Right. And, and, shortcut. and and you won't know when it happens. All You know, you'll realize, oh, wow, I look good, but there is no date where exactly. it cuts off and all of a sudden... Yeah. It's not an all-off switch. Yeah, it's, it is not at all. So, And that's a beautiful thing to, to kind of witness yeah. as it's happening. And do it with a smile. Please, right. all the time. I mean, when you walked in here today, yeah, most I saw with teeth. You know, I mean, big smile. You know, yeah. handshake. I mean, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, someone that I worked with, worked for before, said they can, they they know if you're smiling through the phone. So, oh, it, most of our business is done over the phone. A lot of your initial business is done over the phone. People can tell if you're smiling, no matter what, whether it's face to face. And that's interesting that Brent Brent mentions that. So, let's get back to. 
the, the, the business application and give us a story, whimsical, crazy, <laughs> whatever that is. Okay, all right. Um, and I, it just dawned on me, I might actually know the story all of a sudden. Well, I, I, hope, I, I hope it's not the one I'm thinking of. I, I, I don't know if I told this one or right, but while I was in production, um, I had a listing. And um, it, was, uh, it was the husband that invited me in uh, for the listing. The wife had um, uh, a friend in the business, but she just got her license like last week. And he's like, I'm not going to trust this to your friend who knows nothing about I know more than she knows. So the wife was kind of bitter about me being there the whole time because he was like, look, we're going to do this. So she wasn't very nice to me the entire time. And the personality that you see today is where I bring everywhere. You know, I, I, I try to do it, and I, I'm very optimistic and, 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 you know, positive when I talk to them. So showings and, and updates, she's not a light, nice lady. And I'm putting it lightly here because I'm, I'm assuming this is at least PG-13. So one day. Sure is an NC-17. Yeah. So one day I get a call, and I found a buyer that wants to see the house. So I call the husband. Made the arrangement. Hey, listen, uh, I'm coming in. Oh, yeah, we're at work. Open. Cool. All right. Just letting you know we're coming in. I get to the house, and uh, I heard some noise. So I, I, so I, I, so I tell, tell my buyers, I said, wait here. <laughs> so I walk into the house. Hell, realtor, you know, what's going on? And the wife now steps out in a robe. Mm. In a robe. Hey, hey, Ron, what's, hey? I said, well, um, I called your husband and he said that it was okay to show. And she said, yeah, uh, give me a minute and then we'll do it. So I stepped outside to, to uh, do that. Well, as we're doing it, the garage door opens up. In the car is a guy nice. that wasn't her husband. Oh, nor her brother or cousin. No, none of that. And just drove on out and then... She pops in and says, oh, okay, well, I'm, I don't know why her car wasn't in the garage, but right. she just went down and got in her car. Well, I know it now. I just figured it out. <laughs> Trying to hide his car. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, I actually, yeah, I saw this one and started doing a motion. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll have to cut that. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Damn. So, um, so then after that, she just rolled on. But let me tell you, that was perhaps my nicest client after that too not my place to to put her on front street sure. I'm, I'm not That's in it i am not a counselor <laughs> at all but right. she was the sweetest oh. most uh, yeah so, so on this yeah. episode of <laughs> yeah exactly wow okay. yeah oh how so it was beautiful yeah. oh, <laughs> like i said i i wanted to do more business with him because it was so pleasant after that <laughs> Did the uh, the customers that you had going in there, did they know that there was an exchange or? Oh, they figured it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they figured it out. Did they buy out. the house? Did that customer buy no, the house? No, I didn't not. think so. No, no. <laughs> they, were, they realized something had just been yeah. soiled in there. Yeah. It was a story that yeah. carried on for a long time. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't fully see that one until yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> if you had to go back to 18-year-old Ron. 25-year-old Ron, 35-year-old Ron, what would you have sat there and said, listen, and shook yourself and said, you should have done this, you should have known this, yeah, or so, you should have reacted to this? 
So I did not get the real estate bug until after I put in my retirement papers to the military. Mm. So I was so focused on the mission at hand and staying mm. focused. And I didn't have anybody from the outside to say, hey, young man, wake up. Um, what You need to pay attention to this. Uh, had I done that, I would have owned um, three houses outright before I got out of, of the military. Uh, I would have started a business while in the military right. because now I know how easy that could be and have somebody else managing it as I, as I move on to other things. So um, I just wish I, someone would have grabbed me by the collar and just said, hey, listen, there's another world out there that, that you're completely missing. All right. So I'm going to challenge you as you wish someone had done that to you. Mm -hmm. And you did it with your nephew. Right. But you're in a military town. Right. Think about creating a program that gives those men and women that shake. Yeah. And that give back. I'm yeah. going to challenge you with that yeah. and doing something with the base that's yeah. in clean right now. Yeah. So um, I, I do, but it's not on a wide scale. So if I, I, I meet... Okay. Uh, if I meet a young man or a woman that, um, that I kind of like, um, I will share this advice with them, you know, how to transition from the military and, and let them know that there is life after that uniform because that's all I saw was, oh, yeah. uh, was yeah. that. How know. to transition while in the military. Yes, yes, even more so because, uh, uh, again, if I would have started become, uh, selling real estate at year 15 in the military, my learning curve wouldn't have been steep after I got out. Mm -hmm. I would have been well into the game and it would have been easy for me. So, yeah, just moving into that, that your second life and, and knowing that the military isn't your life. The military is just your place in time right now that is what you're doing, but it is not you. And I, and I wore my uniform and it, uh, I could have had a tattoo of the camouflage pattern all over my body because that's all I was thinking, all I was focused on. I started at 18 years old. As a matter of fact, started at 17 years old. My 18th birthday was in Fort Sill, Oklahoma on the uh, obstacle course. Yeah. So That was legal? Yeah, well, your parents had to sign you in. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah. Well, a lot of high school students will still do that. Yeah. They'll come at, at a, yeah. they'll take their ASVAB. And right. But he was already somewhere else. I was in. Yeah. Oh, he was already in. Yeah. Yeah. I was in. He was I was already in. in. His parents signed off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so. that just tells everyone that's listening and those of us that are around the table here today, you're dedicated. And, and your brothers and sisters in the military, are they're dedicated. Yeah, absolutely. All in, right? There's no... Absolutely. All in. Yeah. And you know, and, and if you could take Brandon's challenge... And, I will. And open mm -hmm. open those doors. And I'm going to name it Brandon's Challenge, by the way, <laughs> there too. You go. There you All go. right. I appreciate that, but there's a lot catchier name. <laughs> here, we, here we go with that. Yeah, I got it. That, that, that'll be fun. That'll be, fun. that'll be something that... That all of us can watch and well, and that's and a very cool thing. And it's going to force a story every time on how to, how it came about. Mm -hmm. So if I'm, I make it too catchy and and too descriptive, then uh, there, yeah. there's no story yeah, behind that. Awesome yeah, so you I'll give it, I'll do that. Back to yeah. What you did. Right, and I'll just explain a guy that doesn't cook very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> He can eat. Yeah. He can eat, though. He can definitely eat. I, I only, first off, hold on, hold on. The food is very good, and I only joke with him because something I said, he took another direction. I didn't mean that, so I'm going to just ride this puppy until it, the wheels fall off. I'm, uh, 
I'm blessed to call you a friend, Same. a colleague, and uh, our business is going to change. From today going forward, our yeah. business is going to change on and how you impact our life at this table here, um, our life on, on the insurance side. But uh, we, we need to continue to challenge each other. Absolutely. And, and rise to that occasion because we have been fortunate more than other people out there. And that story needs to continue. So I just appreciate you taking the time, uh, you know, coming up here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question. Yeah. And uh, you, you drove five plus hours and uh, two, two and a half. Two and a half. It'll be five. Yeah. Yeah. Multiply by two. Divide by three. Let's not forget your nephew, business partner. He would have loved to have been here. Yes. He had attended some business. Right. Right. So, and, and for you guys, this is fun for me. You know, a, a little anxious about it because sure, I didn't yeah. have anything no expectations at all but as you said this is going to change me as well because yep. I I see what kind of work needs to be done in the background and I'm I'm, I'm ready to commit to that work to make sure that this happens so yeah well, I'm, I'm well, looking forward to it Man, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'd love to ride shotgun with you, either. brother. I'm, I'm gonna call you down, so yeah, be careful yeah, what yeah. you ask for. I, no, I'm good. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm excited. We'll, we'll pop it in the truck, and we'll be on. We'll, we'll do that. And you know, there. I told you, I mentioned that that wine tasting. Maybe I'll do that. I'll get all of my agents around, yeah. get you in front of my day? agents, and Give a heads up. We'll get. We'll, yeah. we'll gimbal. We'll trim. We'll we'll do the whole thing. Yeah. So. Bring in a couple of young bucks or young ladies from the military that are active, but you're maybe all of a sudden want to see. Uh, that starts that Brandon's challenge. Okay, good. All right. So My loving man. it. Yeah. I'm Brandon Straza, the real naked agent, with Dr. Joseph K. Brent Duhane and our uh, guest. Ron Cooks with uh, All City Real Estate. We appreciate it. Reach out to him. He'd love to hear from you and uh, he'd love to answer any of your questions. Until next time. You've been listening to Breaking Business Barriers. For more information, or if you have a compelling story to tell, find us on Facebook at Open Media Source.